listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. John, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing terrible. I am scared to death. Did you know that we are functioning without a government right now? Oh, it's total anarchy out there on the streets. It's horrifying. It's nothing short of horrifying. Yeah, I feel like the purge is already begun. Um, we're just living it out right now. I hadn't made it to our part of you know Alabama yet, but there's definitely uh, wild lawlessness going on. I need to get on that because I've only got like three nails through my baseball bat so far. <laughs> better get the driving <laughs> get nails. On that. Yeah, wow. I need to wrap barbed wire around mine. Barbed wire for those who aren't from the south. It's barbed wire down here, but... Yeah, um, definitely, definitely need to get on that because it is a wild, crazy. It's like the wild, wild west all over again. You know, no, no semblance of government function going on as we speak. Um, so, in case you were wondering, um, there are several things that may or may not be affected by this shutdown. Yeah, just how? I mean, we we obviously know that. Uh, there is no facet of our lives that this shutdown isn't isn't having like drastic consequences on. But uh, just so we know, what are, what are some things that are being affected? Um, okay. How well, about Social Security? Social Security is open. All right. So you're oh. still going to get your uh, Social Security and other government benefits. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's still going to be going on. That's a good thing. Yeah. What about, uh, I don't know, the IRS? Uh, well, the IRS customer service is going to be closed. So they're going to continue to take our money, but we just can't yeah, complain you, about it. You can't call if there's a problem or they've lost your, you know, whatever form 722 you know dash okay well five. that's that's mildly terrifying what about some of the really scary stuff um well uh probably the biggest thing that's going to affect my life is um the national zoo um uh, panda are, are, wait, hold on the national zoo they're they're are they closed well they're going to be open through sunday through oh. today oh so um, they are open for yeah but a little bit longer here their panda cam is closed so Seriously? Yeah. We can't be, log on and look at the panda? You can't live stream the uh, the pandas at the National Zoo. No! <laughs> I told you, it's wild. This is, uh, this is what you get uh, if you uh, shut down your government. No panda cam viewing. Now, your postal service is still going to run, um, usually about as efficiently as it always has, and... You may or may not be able to get a passport. Our airports are going to be open. Amtrak's still going to be open. Um, Congress will be open. I don't know if that's a good thing. Federal courts will be open. And for those of you who have some loved ones locked up, bad news, the prisons will still be open and functioning as well. they will not be coming to visit anytime soon. Yeah, no, Uncle Leo's not going to show up at your spot. You know, like he just got to get out of jail, free card. Bummer. He's running. Uh, Veterans hospitals and Medicare and Medicaid will also be open. So I really feel like the Panda Cam is going to be the biggest um, disruption to my life because I know I spend at least eight hours a day watching the Pandas eating their bamboo and and doing their thing because pandas are all yeah right and pandas look so cute and cuddly but they're still bears you know like you want to get in there and give them a hug and and nuzzle with them or whatever but they will rip your face off because they are a bear so 
Um, anyways, to all of you out there affected uh, by the government shutdown, um, our prayers are with you. Thoughts and prayers are coming coming your way from us. Uh, we do know that there are actual people in the military and in government jobs who may have a disruption in their life. Their paychecks may be held or whatever, and that's no good. So yeah, not, not to be insensitive. Not but, to be insensitive, you know, but I mean the panda cam is shut down. <laughs> okay, I mean you have to realize the gravity of the situation here. Okay, so yeah, you're not going to get a paycheck for a few weeks, maybe a month. Who knows how long it'll take them to resolve this? But I mean, for all of us panda lovers out there, we're hurting too. Right along with you, we're right there with you, hurting as well. So. Well, it is good to know that uh, the purge isn't actually happening, at, right. at least not yet. Yeah, right. Yes, not yet. But um, I tell you, you get some angry panda viewers out there, it could start immediately, you know, anytime. So I wonder how the pandas feel about this. Yeah, right. They're getting all this coverage, yeah. and, and now they're not. Yeah, I know. Golly, it's like, yeah, if you're a... If you got a diva panda who's like always playing around in front of the cam, I need to go. Uh, I need to go check their Twitter and yeah. see if they're you know <laughs> spewing their feelings out for everyone to hear. Right. Yes. Um, also, I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, last week, uh, you remember we did the news story about mm-hmm. the uh, Hawaiian missile alert, mm-hmm. and uh, Japan apparently they sent out a false missile missile alert as well last week. Did you hear about that? Oh, I haven't. I mean, it's I'm kind of flabbergasted that it would happen again. I've I've got the article right here. Uh, Japan also sends out then retracts a false missile warning. This is from NPR. It says Japan's public broad- broadcaster sent out a false alert warning of a North Korean missile on Tuesday, just three days after the Hawaii residents received an erroneous message about an incoming missile. North Korea appears to have launched a missile. The government urges people to take shelter inside buildings or underground, the message read, according to a translation from Reuters. The false warning went out just before 7 p.m. in the evening through broadcaster NHK's Japanese mobile app and website. It was was corrected 10 minutes later, so good job, guys. It took us 38 minutes. It took 18 minutes for an email to go out. And I don't know about you, but I don't just stay glued to my inbox. Yeah, no. You know, I, I usually check it right. once a day. Yeah. And another 20 minutes after that, before uh, subsequent alerts went out on TV and radio. Well, they handled it a lot faster than us. I will say our Asian brothers and sisters usually prove to be a little more efficient than we are in things like building cars and, and you know, stuff like that. So it makes you know, sense. Uh, I actually have some audio here of oh, yeah? the alert that went out. Okay. Would you like to hear it? I would. And true, they're probably a little more prepared with Godzilla having, you know, right. ransacked their country before. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're ready to go. <laughs> Says here that uh, as NPR Scott Newman reported, North Korea routinely conducts test launches of its ballistic missiles over Japanese territory. Last month, Hawaii began month- monthly testing of this nuclear attack warning system, the first since the Cold War. Hmm. Uh also, as far as the uh, the mistake, it says uh, NHK has apologized, adding that there were no reports of problems caused by the mistake. The broadcaster blames a, quote, switching error without elaborating. An NHK spokesperson told Reuters that the broadcaster is still checking on the cost. So it sounds like, once again, 
there's this big red button. <laughs> I know. And nobody can resist the urge to push it. Like something they just have they to have, push it. They haven't been able to mess with it since the Cold War. You know, like they've been like, oh, forget the button. It's all dusty. And now Maybe they were finally, dusting it. Yeah. And that's what happened. Now they're ready. And somebody's just like, man, I got, I cannot resist the urge to hit this thing, <laughs> which would probably be me too. You know, like, what's going to be the worst that happens? We get everybody scared for a few minutes, you know. Let's, I'm just going to go ahead and hit it. Well, you know, I mean, I hate to be that guy mm-hmm. but uh i remember hearing a story about a little boy who was tending his sheep and started crying about a wolf that right. came and when people came to check on him he was just fine and he laughed and laughed because he fooled everybody but then when the wolf really came nobody believed him yeah, because right. he had lied so many times that's in the right. past that's right what if uh what if that's the case here you just getting alerts nuclear alerts you know every other week on your phone and when it really goes down you're just like yeah no i tell deal. you straight up i mean the first time i get an alert on my phone that says yeah. incoming missile yeah i'm just going to put my phone on silent and go straight back to netflix and chill <laughs> yeah i mean to me if if that alert comes like hey we are there's a there's a missile heading towards alabama and all of our valuable you know resources here you know like out of all the places they're going to bomb let's go it's coming to alabama then uh, yeah i'm probably just gonna be like well i guess it's a chance for me to you know call up all the people i've held harbored ill thoughts about and just tell them what i really think at the end you know like right before the missile hits you're like hey you're a lousy person and you did me wrong you know 10 years ago and i've held a grudge and i just wanted to let you know because you know, we're all gonna get blown away or, well, you better not do that because they're probably not going to get blown away. Yeah, say if it's false, it's then, just another test. Yeah. You're true. You're true. That's a that's a that's a good point. Uh, we got another article here, and this is probably one of my favorites from this week. Um, this comes off of Yahoo News, and uh, it's the headline is "Swiss Town Denies Passport to Dutch Vegan Because She Is Too Annoying." <laughs> <laughs> you can do that well apparently in, over there in switzerland yeah you can uh which let me say if you're vegan um that's I, i'm all for everybody eating whatever they want you know right. like if you want to eat tide pods go for it you know like, <laughs> except that it could kill you yeah right uh if you want to eat all an all meat diet that's fine if you like your steaks rare if you want to eat your you know, only salads and plant-based products, and that's all. I'm cool with all of that. I'm the all, only thing I'm against is uh, pineapple on the pizza. Yeah, well, those people are weird, and yeah. they should be put down. And they should be denied passports. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, no pineapples on pizzas. I don't know who started that. Maybe it's our Polynesian brothers and sisters, but how that spread to the mainland, I don't know. And we need to eradicate that. But uh, what really, really, if you're not putting Tide Pods on your pizza, something's wrong with you. Oh, you know, like that's what that's the new that's the new thing. But uh, anyways, so like I'm all for everybody eating whatever you want to eat. We don't want to get an angered vegan uh, lobby emailing us because you know eat what you want to eat. But if you're in Switzerland, you better not be too loud about it, telling everybody <laughs> yeah. else how. Keep but, it to yourself. Yes, well, yeah, like getting into the article. A Dutch vegan who applied for a Swiss passport has had her application rejected because the locals found her too annoying. <laughs> Nancy Holton, 42, moved, she's a year older than me, so, I mean, yeah, she probably is annoying. I'm annoying. Um, moved to Switzerland from the Netherlands when she was eight years old and now has children who are Swiss nationals. However, when she tried to get a Swiss passport for herself, residents of, and you're going to love me trying to pronounce this place. Okay. Gif 
Oberfrick in the Canton of Great. <laughs> Canton Beautiful. of Argu rejected her application. Uh, Miss Holton, a vegan and animal rights activist, has campaigned against the use of cowbells in the village, and her actions have annoyed the locals. So, so it, is it maybe not so much that she's vegan, but that she don't like cowbells? Well, I think that's part of it, which I was kind of thinking. I, I don't know. In my mind, I, I picture these idyllic little small yeah. Swiss villages. And if the cows are coming through at 5 a.m. in the morning with a bell ringing, I would probably start a campaign, too. Like, hey, guys, I don't have to get to work till 8. So I she would to not sleep. do well in Starkville. Yeah, right. No, no. Yeah, that game would kill her. And it's kind of like it, you know, here in the South, every, everyone will get chickens, you know, mm-hmm. and you've got that one neighbor who's got a rooster that starts crowing, you know, like yeah. well before daylight. And you're, if it wakes you up, you're like, I, I'm going to have some chicken this morning. You know, I'm going to go yeah. kill that rooster. We will kill the old red rooster when she comes. <laughs> but she says, uh, she says the bells which cows have to wear when they walk around to and from the pasture are especially heavy. They weigh around five kilograms, and it causes friction and burns to their skin. Um, the Swiss people, the residence committee, argued that she does not accept Swiss traditions and the Swiss way of life, and she should not be able to become an official national. Um, and also, uh, she, and this is my point about it, I really think she's trying to sleep late in the morning. She added that the sound the cowbell makes is 100 decibels. And it's compared to a pneumatic drill, which also we, we would also not want such a thing hanging close to our ears. Which that's a good point. I wouldn't I, want a drill hanging off my ears. Yeah, no. But I don't think I would, you know, risk getting denied, you know, citizenship yeah. to a country right. if it was outside on the street. Well, and then now Tanja, I feel like Tanja here is she's she's a little petty. Because she's, she's the president of the local Swiss People's Party, and she claimed that Miss Holton has a big mouth and that the <laughs> residents don't want to grant her citizenship if she annoys us. <laughs> yeah. Shot, they've been dating the same guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then, and then Miss Holton admitted that she spoke, spoke her mind too often and that she was probably too loud about it. And uh, she describes herself as a freelance journalist, which oh man, anyone who describes himself as a freelance journalist is going to be problems. Right. Like I don't know what it takes to be a freelance journalist, but anybody who describes himself as oh I'm a freelance journalist, you're like okay, all right. Well, we, we read so news I too stories. Can Does write. that make us a yeah, freelance right. journalist? Maybe so. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I can write stuff. If no one publishes it, does that matter? But I've got notes all over these news stories. Yeah, she's also a model and a drama student. Oh wow. <laughs> What it's, what a combo! Yeah, I mean that's yeah. She's a piece of work, but she's campaigned against artwork. another uh, or a number of other Swiss Swiss traditions like hunting, pig races, and noisy church bells in town. So I feel like Miss Holton is anti-bell all <laughs> altogether. No bells wow. for her. Uh, but local Swiss residents have uh, often have a say in citizenship applications, which are decided by the cantons and towns where the applicants live, rather than the federal government. Huh. Yeah. Which I thought, yeah, that was an interesting policy. I guess for yeah, a small. That don't happen here. Right. At all. Well, I think for like a small, somewhat homogenous nation, yeah. you know, that it may work out better, you know, but mm-hmm. here, who, I mean, I, you know, you don't want to give that much power to the people in the United States. <laughs> yeah, probably not. We're eating Tide Pods for fun. You know, like, <laughs> you don't want us to, to, to make decisions on that. <laughs> well, uh, I got a news story here. It's a Fox News article, and uh, 
I want to ask you a question. Have you, Long John Long, ever been involved in a car accident? Uh, minor fender benders, okay. yeah. Nothing major. Have you ever uh, crashed into a, a building? I, I haven't. <laughs> no, I, no. I suppose that probably happens every yeah, day all over the country. So. Have you ever crashed into the second story <laughs> of a dentist office? No, I haven't. <laughs> Headline here, drugged driver mm. crashes car into second story of California building officials say. Wow. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo, man. A oh. California driver escaped a dangerous crash early Sunday morning after apparently hitting a divider at such a high speed that it launched the car into the second story of a nearby building. <laughs> wow. Was this officer John McClain? Because I watched <laughs> Live Free or Die Hard, and he took down a helicopter doing that. That's you remember true. That? Yes, that's right. He did. <laughs> Uh, the driver reportedly said afterward that he had been using drugs at the time. Hmm. Shocking. <laughs> yeah, that's shocking. <laughs> the white Nissan Altima slammed into the center divider around 5.30 a.m., prompting the sedan to soar into the air and into the second floor of a dental office in Santa Ana, California, the Orange County Fire Authority said. Hmm. Captain Stephen Horner of the Orange County Fire Authority told the New York Post that the very unusual situation was triggered by the driver's speed. This is his quote. A vehicle traveling at a high rate of speed hit the center divider, went airborne, and landed on the second floor of a small office building. He said, this is not a situation that happens every day. <laughs> so that's good to know. Yeah. No, that's not only flying cars <laughs> into second floors of dentist offices, which I wonder, I would like to know, I mean, this is just for personal curiosity, like, what drugs was he on, you know? I feel like if you were on some kind of downer or something, you're not going to be going the speeds. No, this guy was obviously high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that tickled me. <laughs> Officials say that one person who was in the car managed to get out while Cruz had to rescue the second person. <laughs> Both ah. sustained serious injuries, and crews plan to use a crane to get the car out of the building. Wow. Man. Amazing. I mean, yeah. What kind of car was it? It like, was a white Nissan Altima. <laughs> wow. You don't think of an Altima, an Altima being a high-performance vehicle like that to go to the second story, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I don't know. you got to really, really like your dentist if you're just going to come <laughs> pulling right in. I know it's hard to get an appointment, but that seems a little overboard. Fortunately, no one was, uh, well, no one was killed. The, yeah. the two people in the car, they were, they had, you know, they had considerable injuries, right. but they, they are expected to survive. Right. Hopefully he will, uh, you know, maybe get him some help and, yeah. and be like, you know what? Um, I've really got to get a handle on this because I can't be parking my white Nissan right. Altima in the second story of dentist offices no more. Yeah. That should be a wake-up call. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, I may have a, a drug problem, and <laughs> I might need to seek some help. So um, I have another story out of California here. Lay it on me. Oh, this is, this is really going to be good. This is from Billboard, uh, billboard.com. Uh, California agent sees Chris Brown's pet capuchin monkey. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Now, Chris Brown, if you don't know, he's like a hip-hop guy. I, I don't know how. He's the guy that beat up Rihanna, right? Yeah, yes, right. Yeah, boxed her ears real good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so apparently he's into monkeys, too. So, <laughs> But California fish and wildlife agents have seized Chris Brown's pet monkey from his Los Angeles home. 
Captain Patrick Foy says Friday that investigators determined the singer didn't have a permit for the capuchin monkey named Fiji. Here's capuchin monkey, capuchin monkey <laughs> permits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess in California you got to have a permit for everything. I would imagine. They I seem, would think here in Alabama, if you want a monkey, you just go get yeah, one. Yeah, if you can find a monkey guy, you know. <laughs> oh, my cousin got a monkey for sale. You know, <laughs> yeah. hey, come on down here. We go to his house. He got he breeds monkeys for a living. You know, yeah, you can buy one for sure. Like. <laughs> <laughs> During the government shutdown, may be the time to get one. That's true. You know, like the, Everybody, the, you know, waiting to get on the monkey train. Yeah, the this monkey, is it. This the is monkey permit office is closed, guys. <laughs> Go get all you want. <laughs> all right. So Chris Brown here violated one of my personal rule, rules. Yeah. And uh, and I also had to uh, have this discussion with my oldest son a while back, which is never photograph or videotape yourself doing anything that may possibly be against the law. You know, yeah, yeah. not that I want my kid to go out and break the law, but right. if he gets in a situation and he chooses to, don't record yourself. You know, right. you just let, let that stay in your memory. There's this thing that the court has called that's called evidence. Yeah, right. Yes, you don't want used, that be can inter- and will be yes, used against right. you. Yes, if if you want it all to be word of mouth, it's a lot easier to dispute that. I feel like that's kept me out of a lot of trouble in life. <laughs> uh, but the singer posted an Instagram video last month showing his three-year-old daughter, Royalty. That's his daughter's name, Royalty. Okay. Um, which... I guess <laughs> he is kind of like American Royalty. Well, look, like if you name your kid royalty, they better turn out to be something pretty special in life. You know, like you right. can't go be named royalty and are, uh, you know, working at the car wash or something. You know, you, you need to do something good. That's why you should name your kids Apple and Blanket. <laughs> yes, right. And Blanket. Uh, something normal like yeah. Blanket. Yeah. But royalty was cuddling the monkey. And then uh, Captain Patrick Foy says that prompted a half a dozen calls to the wildlife department from wildlife department from concerned people which i have to say tattletales you know i mean let's <laughs> let's keep it down home. yeah yeah let's keep that down home you ain't gotta go tell them uh, a guy for having a dude wants a monkey let him have yeah, a monkey pet monkey come on man. i feel like a monkey would be a handle though i know the capuchins are a little smaller but yeah but this is chris brown he's probably got like you know, trained oh. animal specialist you don't think to he handle his monkey. <laughs> you don't think he won't pop that monkey in the face if it does something wrong? Uh, he comes home <laughs> and is throwing poop across the living room, just going and just beat it up. He'll beat up a woman. He'll beat up He's a like, monkey. He's like, just see my ex-girlfriend. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you ever heard of Rihanna? Ask her what I did, monkey. Fiji, little Fiji monkey. Uh, but Fiji's now at an undisclosed facility. Like we gotta keep it. They don't want him breaking in and get, right. get him back. And he could face a misdemeanor charge carrying a potential six month jail sentence. Uh, but to me, like I said, uh, I think a monkey would be a handle. As it, you know, you get in as young and it's all cute and everything. Yeah. But you know, you get some monkey strength going and like swinging from your light fixtures, and that could be tough. But Chris Brown may be the guy that's cut out for that. Uh, like I say, he definitely uh, ain't afraid to backhand a woman, so no. he probably won't be afraid to backhand a monkey. That's wrong. <laughs> you shouldn't hit women, by the way. I just want to let you know that yeah. I'm not making light of that situation. Oh, boy. He probably deserves to not have a monkey. If you hit a woman, maybe you're disqualified. You're written all, you know, they write your name down as like, cannot own a monkey, or you have to move to Alabama to own a monkey. No, if you punch a woman in the face, then you should have to spend the night with a silverback gorilla. Yeah, that's that's true. Yes. Take away his monkey, give right. him a silverback gorilla. And I'm not, like, you're, you're big and, like, physically intimidating. I'm not, but 
at all. You know, like no one looks at me and goes, like, that's the guy I don't want to fight. Yeah. But if someone were to be beating on my daughter, I'm going to try to rip that person's head off. You know, like, I, I don't know. Or my wife. Not that I, I'm not, I don't hit my wife. You know, she stays in line pretty much like she's supposed to. <laughs> you don't she's have to. home cooking right now is what I'm saying. <laughs> now, if everybody in there rattling them pots and pans, it's going to be dinner time for too long. But <laughs> I'm kidding, baby. I know you're going to listen to this. I'm kidding. Please don't hit me. All right. But, uh, I've gotten off on a tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't be hitting women. That's all I'm saying. And get your permit if you're going to own a monkey, all right? Right. Or while the government shut down, just get one right now. Do it all. Don't this get a permit is the time to do it. You don't need a permit. Just do it. That's what we're trying to, to communicate to the listening audience. Yeah, right. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. All right. Uh, I got a news story here from uh, ABC Health, mm-hmm. and it says, uh, stifling a sneeze ruptured this man's throat, prompting a warning from doctors. Wow. Have you ever had to sneeze at maybe a inopportune time? Yes. Whether it's in a class or in church. I have a funny story about this. Uh, I don't know if you consider it funny. I was once at a visitation for a friend who passed away. And mm-hmm. uh, this is a long time ago. And uh, I was like, you know, you... I don't know how people do it in other parts of the world. Since we are worldwide, by the way, hello to our listeners in Afghanistan and the United Kingdom, if the United Kingdom guy's dumb enough to download this again. Uh, But I was once at a visitation for a friend, and we were like, you know, doing the line thing where you go up and you look at them, which is Mm -hmm. really awkward anyways. But uh, And then you go and say, hey, to like, you know, the mom and the family and all that, and I'm sorry for your loss and all all the awkward stuff that you say. Well, about the time I finished observing, you know, the friend in the coffin, I had to sneeze real bad, but it was like, you know, crowded and the line was moving. So then I'm like right in front of the mama. Oh no! And I didn't want to sneeze on her, and so I tr- I stifled my sneeze, but my eyes started watering and stuff. And I think it really, like really touched her. Like she was like, "Well, John has <laughs> such a sweet and caring heart," you know. And I was like, "You know, I'm I'm so sorry for your loss and everything." So. Yes, I've been there before, but I didn't rupture my throat. I'm glad it worked out for you, but yeah. do you know what you could have done? Yeah, it sounds very serious. Says the 34-year-old man attempted to suppress a sneeze by clamping his mouth shut mm. and blocking both of his nostrils. Mm. But the resulting force perforated his pharynx, the part of the throat just above the larynx, mm. and esophagus, according to a case report in the BLM, I assume that's British Medical Journal, yeah, published on Tuesday. He soon found it impossible to swallow without extreme pain and all but lost his voice. Spontaneous rupture of the pharynx is very rare, usually caused by vomiting, retching, heavy coughing, or some kind of trauma. So emergency care doctors were initially surprised by his symptoms. Once they figured out what had happened, they had to take action quickly as the rupture allowed air bubbles to find their way into the tissues and muscles of his chest, causing popping and cracking sounds that extended from his neck all the way down to his ribcage. I don't know why I'm laughing at that. I'm just saying. Sorry. (laughs) Once they figured out, (laughs) I lost my place. (laughs) Apart from the pain, the injury left the man at risk of complications such as deep neck infection. He was put on a feeding tube. Put on a feeding tube, John. Well, if your neck explodes, yeah. And given intravenous antibiotics to protect against infection until the swelling and pain subsided. Um, says here that uh, there was a similar case published in 2001. Professor Harvey said 
and many other cases where where stifling a sneeze has led to air pockets ending up where they shouldn't be. <laughs> there are other things you can bust by holding in a sneeze. You can blow air into your orbit, basically your eye socket. So apparently <laughs> there's a part of your eye called the orbit. Because yeah, when I first yeah. read this, well, I was like, you can sneeze in space. <laughs> Well, I know, like up here, it's like the bones around your eyes are like the orbital bone. So, yeah. yeah. This is this condition is called orbital emphysema. Huh. Most people who get orbital emphysema, it just looks awful. They get a big puffy eye, but it usually doesn't lead to sight loss. So, huh. oh, that's well. good news. Yeah, it's good news. But the bottom line, oh, it also, real quick, it says up here there was one man who uh, suffered hearing loss from sneezing. Hmm. But the bottom line is, when it's time to sneeze, let it rip, so to speak. <laughs> the whole point in sneezing is that you don't hold a sneeze in, Professor Harvey said. Wow. And now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> That's, I love Paul Harvey humor. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, I, I feel like everybody's had to stifle a sneeze at some point in time. So, But apparently you can really, really hurt yourself. Yeah, I don't know. So... Let it real, I have really loud sneezes. Yeah. In fact, my wife, like sometimes I'll sneeze and it like makes her mad because she'll be trying to watch a show or something and it'll make her jump, like it'll scare her. Like I can't control it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like so I, I just need to show I, her this article right, and be yeah. like, you don't want the medical bills associated with our orbital emphysema. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, what's worse, trying to stop yourself from sneezing or when you need to sneeze and you can't? You know, like those are both like yeah. crazy type of feelings you know you know i remember when i was a kid my dad and i don't know where he got this but when somebody was fixing to sneeze he would always be like say rabbit say rabbit because huh. if you say rabbit he thinks that it wouldn't make you wouldn't sneeze which huh. you know again you want to sneeze so yeah. I, I don't get that but when my brother came along he's five years younger than me he would be getting ready to sneeze and i would just start saying rabbit <laughs> and it was so stupid that he would start laughing and because he started laughing he wouldn't, sneeze, he wouldn't sneeze, which would make him angry. <laughs> so he would be fixing a sneeze. I would say rabbit. He would laugh, and then he would like you know be coming after me, yelling right. at me because I stopped him. <laughs> so good times. Nice. Well, uh, you know, shout out to Brad, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, who who was going to listen to this? Our, well, our probably our first listener. He actually, I believe, he was our first listener. That's listener number one. Listener number one. Yeah. Bradley Sullivan. Bradley shout Sullivan, out. a great American, by the way, too. Yeah, Anybody absolutely. who doesn't know Bradley, dude, is awesome. We should get him on one day, maybe as a special guest. <laughs> we really do. Yeah, but you could have ruptured his larynx or his esophagus <laughs> and, and orbital emphysema and all that just by saying rabbit. <laughs> and maybe your dad was just like goofing <laughs> off. I've always thought about that. You know, like you tell your kids something funny yeah, and yeah. that you never go back and correct it again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like for a while, anytime a Stevie Wonder song would come on when we yeah. were listening to the radio, I'd tell my kids it was Michael Jackson. So like for the rest of their life, are they going to uh-huh. think these Stevie Wonder songs are Michael Jackson? So, when I was 21, I thought my grandpa still had my nose locked up in a, in a cupboard. <laughs> hey, you think I can get my nose back? I'm about to move out, y'all. I'm going to need it. <laughs> oh, good well, times. another California story, um, and this is coming from USA Today. Um, New California declares independence from California in bid to become 51st state. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah, got a little rumblings over in California. Says the founders of New California took an early step towards statehood Monday with reading of their own Declaration of Independence from California, a state they described as ungovernable. Their solution. Can't disagree. Yeah. Well, you know, 
they do things a little differently out there. They do know? things a lot differently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the solution of the new California leaders is to take over most of current day California, including <laughs> many rural counties, and leave the coastal urban areas to themselves. Right. So they're saying there's a disconnect there between, you know, the, uh, I guess, mainland California. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, rural California and the urban areas. Mm-hmm. So the current state of care, this is uh, Robert Paul Preston, who is one of the is the vice chairman of this group, says the current state of California has become governed by tyranny. After Dang. You, yeah, a serious serious oh, charges yeah. there. I mean, sir. You're throwing tyranny out, like you know that's <laughs> that's some that's some Declaration of Independence stuff. It says after years of overtaxation, regulation, and mono party politics, the state of California and many of its 58 counties have become ungovernable. Um, they cited a decline in essential basic services, including education, law enforcement, infrastructure, and health care. And they aren't happy, and they want to take their ball and make their own place. Right. Um, they got a map here, which, of course, if you're listening, you can't see the map, but trust me. Link in the a, show notes. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, there'll be a link in the show notes. There we go. But, uh, yeah, it's an impressive map. And really... Like, they're wanting to take over Dang. quite a bit of land here, you know? And so they're wanting this to be the state of California and this big area to be the state yeah. of sane California. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, hey, we're the normal people of California. <laughs> yeah. we're you not don't the- need monkey permits here. Yeah, no, no, no monkey. You want to own a monkey, get yourself a monkey, you know? It's your right as an American. Yeah. But you're looking, I figured San Diego would be in on it, you know? But oh, wow. They got, they've, I guess they need one huh. industrial center or whatever. Although I feel like... Fresno is a pretty big city. I really don't know a whole lot. Of, I don't either. Yeah, you know, I uh, my California knowledge is lacking. But uh, anyways, they get really specific here, claiming the authority of Article Four, Section Three of the U.S. Constitution. The aspiring fifty-first state plans to convince California's legislator to split the state before submitting their regu- resolution to Congress. And as it says, the effort remains, to be clear, a long shot. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Like, but, I mean, bless their hearts. It's yeah. just good that they have a hobby. Right. But that's never going to happen. Well, I would like to just give New California uh, a little bit of advice coming from the South. Uh, we once tried, you may remember this, you may remember <laughs> learning this, to split off and do our own thing. And uh, uh, they did not... the the. The U.S. government did not like that no. at all. No. They put us in our place pretty much. And you don't want Sherman coming through <laughs> and burning up everything you got and, you know, destroying your infrastructure. And then the whole reconstruction thing, you don't want any of that to happen, all right? Right. So uh, maybe maybe you guys can figure out a way to work around this and get another solution. Which I would say this. Uh, if you have a, a new flag, don't. You got to keep control <laughs> yeah. of that. Don't let these hate groups, <laughs> right? you know, these jerks out here right. go and take this flag and turn yeah. that into a hate symbol. If you're going to make a really cool looking flag, yeah, you want to keep wraps over that. You know, don't yeah. don't be licensing it out. I guess, you, can you license a flag out? I don't, I don't know. know. But but if somebody starts using it, you don't want to, you need to be like, hey guys, we're, we're, not, we're not for that or whatever. Yeah, we have my grandma working on the Earth Oddity flag, and it's going to say we love everybody. Yeah, we love everybody. Hearts and puppy dogs across the front. (laughs) We don't hate anyone. We love you all. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, back when Trump 
got a, inaugurated. You know, the whole state of California was coming out going, well, we want to split off from the whole thing. Right. And I was like, you guys are dumb. Like, we <laughs> got destroyed, you know, like – 600,000 people died when we decided to do it. You know, you don't yeah. want to get into that. All right. So I realize you got a great economy and all that, and you probably could make it as your own nation, but I don't think the government's going to allow that to happen. So, and you probably should get a handle on your spending. Yeah. Last time so. I checked, they're yeah. broke. Right. Well, and three if times you, over. I mean, if you think about it practically, if California becomes its own nation, that's a lot of electoral votes that are going to go down the drain that could <laughs> possibly put a person you like into the White House. So, right. I mean, you might want to be, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to get into a political debate, but, you know, you may just want to think about the consequences of your actions, as my mom would say. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I have a uh, a Tech Times article here, and uh, i got to be honest. I'm still kind of wondering if this is fake news. Surely this isn't true. <laughs> Headline, Pet Translator, Scientist Developing Device to Convert Dog Barks into English Language. There you go. Okay. The idea of humans being able to talk to and understand animals may soon become a reality. <laughs> <laughs> a researcher is working on a device that may be used as a pet language translator in the future. Using artificial intelligence, scientists learn how to translate vocalizations and facial expressions of animals into something that humans can understand. Animal behavior expert Khan and this is going to be tough. Oh, yeah, come on. Slow bone cheek Bring off. <laughs> is, I think you're right. <laughs> is, is one of these researchers whose work may allow pets and their owners to effectively converse with each other using a pet translator in less than 10 years. Huh. And that's, Less that's, than 10 years is like really quick. That's a long time. Yeah. Uh, Slow bone cheek off from <laughs> Northern Arizona <laughs> University has studied footage of dogs engaged in a range of behaviors, including growling, barking, and howling, and using AI to understand how these animals communicate. He hopes that with the help of machine learning, computers can help humans understand what a particular gesture of pets, such as wagging of the tail or growling, really means, which <laughs> I kind of want to shoot him an email and say if he's wagging his tail, it means he's happy. Yeah, and if he's, he's growling, growling, he's either playing or he's, he's upset probably upset about something. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, no, we don't need a translator for that part, bud. <laughs> he has been studying American prairie dogs for a long time. It says that the, these rodents also use calls that alert members of their group of incoming threats. And interestingly, these warnings include specific information about the predator, such as its size and coat color. So huh. he claims that prairie dogs can, like, you know, tell each other, hey, there's a, a coyote, you know, coming yeah. in town. And, and not only that, but he's dark brown and, you know, three, three five. <laughs> Do you know I have a friend? She was a former employee of mine who has a prairie dog as a pet. Really? Yeah, you can follow her on Instagram. I just looked it up because I couldn't remember. It's wise period dot Willis W I L L I S Willis. Yeah, and and she has a prairie dog. What's her prairie dog's Twitter? That's it. Wise dot Willis. Oh, okay. Well, I, I don't know if they have a Twitter, but they got a a, 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 a uh, an Instagram. Which so does our podcast Earth underscore Oddity underscore Podcast. Follow that. We got Twitter too. Which is uh, at unders underscore, yeah, Earth, at Oddity. underscore Earth Oddity, but anyway, I don't know. I just prairie dog. I, I'm always amazed that Hannah has a has a prairie dog. So that's pretty cool. And now I can tell her to listen because I talked about her. So yeah, and now you can also tell her that uh, this prairie dog you have is probably trying to tell you right when it's she doesn't vocal. like the guy you're you're dating. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's I don't know. She's been dating that guy for a while, so maybe she does like him. Maybe she's saying I do like. Maybe. Yeah. 
In 2017, uh, this guy founded the Zulingua Company to develop a similar tool he used to understand the prairie dog's vocalizations and translate facial expressions, sounds, and body movements of pets. If we can do this with prairie dogs, he can certainly do it with dogs and cats, the animal expert said. Uh, Slobonchikov's ultimate goal... (laughs) (laughs) That can't be right. That's close. Is to create a device that humans can point at a dog and translate barks and woofs into English words. If this becomes possible, humans will be able to know exactly what their pets want and would be more capable of dealing with animals in the future. But you know, I read that, and that is very short-sighted. If animals can talk to people, do they get to vote? I don't know. That's a good point. Organized protest. Well, I was just thinking about... And can they be called as witnesses in uh, in court cases? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you went right, way deeper than I did. My thought was like, <laughs> is my cat going to tell on me if I don't wash my hands after I, you know, right. go to the bathroom or something? Or be like, that was hey. something else I thought. Like, without, yeah. without you know, getting too personal, right. we have a dog and there's probably some stuff that goes yeah. on that I don't right. want details getting Yeah, you about. don't want him just out there blabbing your business exactly. everybody. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like, uh, but you raise a lot more interesting <laughs> points than I do. I guess it shows how we differ in our mindset. Right. Like, yeah, I don't want my cat talking about what I look like naked, you know? <laughs> or like, uh, hey, you know, I know you're supposed to diet, but you just ate three nutty buddies in a row and all that. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, shut up, your cat. Yeah, right. Like, hey, let me take that translator away, or I'm going to delete that <laughs> app off of my phone and never worry about this again. I don't know. So that is... Uh that is definitely a dystopian view, in my opinion, yeah, of yeah. A future animal pet or human pet yeah. uh, communications. Well, I feel like if you wanted to communicate your pet, you would do what college students did for years, and that would be uh, smoke a lot of weed and stare at your <laughs> animal until they actually say something to There's you. There's a much simpler way yeah. to communicate. <laughs> Get that done. I mean, God, haven't, didn't you guys figure that out in college, Mr. Slobodikov or whatever his name was? <laughs> oh. oh, man. Okay, uh, moving along uh, from our pet talking is uh, we have a very interesting story. Uh, this is, comes from theage.com. Uh, it's an Australian publication. This is a man who re- a man who received death threats for taking his wife's surname. Death threats. Death threats. Which Serious I, business. Yeah, I feel like if you're death threatened over that, like mm-hmm. your level of death threat is really low. Um, but Grant Phillips announced on Facebook that he had changed his name to his wife's after they got married, and he wasn't expecting it to be turned into an international news headline, but that's what's happened. Phillips thought he was just making a fairly innocuous status update to let his friends know that it was still him, but it prompted a flurry of media attention across the globe from Ireland to the United States, and the avalanche of abuse by strangers wishing his violent death. Go kill yourself, wrote one man to Phillips. Jeez. Yeah. That's serious. That's serious. The internet has brought out the worst of Uh, people. Yeah, it really has. Oh, my goodness. You know, in a way, I think the internet is like the Antichrist. Like, it's it's kind of brought us all together in one way, but it's destroying us all together. In another. In another. Right. Yeah. Not to get too philosophical. But anyways, another man was more specific, and he said, I hope you and your... um, Bad name for a lady of the night. Die in a car crash so that your genes don't continue. Uh, man. Yeah. yeah. All because this dude took his uh his fiance's yes. name or wanted to take it. I guess he did take his wife's name. Yeah, he Is took his wife's deal? name. It's done yeah, deal. Yeah, it's done. Man. Uh, others wish infertility on him and his wife. 
um, which the quote is, I hope your wife can't have kids. That'll be God's way of punishing you. And I just would like to point out to this guy as, you know, a believer that I don't, I don't really feel like God's, he's really that worried about what your last name is. No, you know? he's way more worried about all the other bad yeah. stuff we do every day. Yeah, right. And, you know, he may be worried about your name being written down in, like, the big book, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, but He's probably ticked off, like, you know, if you lie to your wife yeah. or <laughs> you say mean things about yeah. people, slander other people. He's probably more concerned with that than your last right. name, I would, I would think. Phillips, not that I'm a prophet, right? Yeah, but. no, no, I'm not either. I'm just, I'm just going off on what I feel. Yeah, like if you're telling people that you got some problems with God, anyway, God's got problems with you, you know. Yeah. Um, anyways, he says my wife has no male cousins and is the last in her family's lineage uh, with the name Phillips, so the name would die out after her. Um, he said he was completely taken by surprise that in 2017 this was something that was making noise. Which, honestly, I am too, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm as Southern and traditional as it gets. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if my wife would have came to me and been like, hey, I, I need you to take on our name to carry on the family or whatever, mm-hmm. I'd probably have been like, all right, yeah, what's the big deal, <laughs> you know? Cool, man. Right, yeah. But I am the last, or I was the last long, the last male long of my grandfather's children right. and grandchildren. So fortunately that it didn't come to that. Because then I had that at Trump card. Like, well, you know, because it would have been. I somebody's been, name's got to die. Yeah, right. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> name's got to die. But uh, that's a lot of pressure, too, by the way, because you're like, man, I got to marry someone. I got to have kids. One of those kids has to be a male. Otherwise, you know, my father and grandfather and great father, grandfather's legacy is null and void. Wow. Yeah. But anyways. Like I said, uh, all of the men who sent messages were, or all the messages that were sent were sent by men being offended by this. Um, And so, you know, why would you take time out of your day to uh, waste keystrokes and blood vessels abusing someone they don't even know? And I have to agree with that. Like, I have a friend. um, Her name's Jenny, and her husband did that because Mm -hmm. the same situation. There were no male people to carry on the line. And his, I think he had a brother, and he did that. And when, you know, she told that which i wasn't even aware like uh i was like well yeah that's really cool you know Mm -hmm. that's a that's a pretty stand-up thing for him to do but i even if it had offended me i don't think i would have sent the dude a message and been like yeah i hope you died you can't reproduce people people have to chill (laughs) yeah right i understand that a lot of times people say all kinds of things online but a lot of times people are reading this yeah and it's just you know honestly i can think of very few people i've you know, would like to be dead. I can think of, you know, right. serial killers yeah. and maybe terrorists. Yeah. You know, it probably maybe would benefit society if they mm-hmm. weren't out, you know, victimizing innocent people. Yes. But uh, on the whole, you know, yeah. I don't want anybody to die. And I certainly don't want to, you know, tell someone to die because they did something I disagree with, right. whether it be they voted for someone I didn't like. I mean, we're all Americans yes. and, you know, people outside of America, we're all humans. Yes. And, you know, let's, let's try to, you know, just chill out. Right. We just need to, you know, yeah. Everyone just take a deep breath. And I would say that even to myself as someone who's pretty active online, <laughs> is that it's sometimes a good time, good thing to just type out what you read or what you want to say if you're arguing with someone over something. And then, right. you know, take a moment. 
reread it, and then ask yourself, like, is this really worth the time and effort I just put into it? Because once you post something, someone's going to post something back, and then you're in, like, a two-day-long debate over... It's also not going to go away. Right. You can delete your tweet, but rest assured, somebody out there screen-kept this. It's not going away. Well, I mean, yeah, our government is probably storing it. Although, it's shut down, so now might be the time (laughs) to just do whatever you need to do. Well, you know, I mean... Donald Trump mm-hmm. grabbing the peas, just saying, yes, right. it's out there. Yeah, definitely. Don't care who you're talking to, right? It's out there. Yes, it's going to come out. The, the light of day will definitely be shed on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's uh, let's try to bring this up a little bit. Yeah, uh, let's get a little happy. Florida man, it's Florida man. He's at it again. Our neighbors to the south <laughs> arrested for DUI after mistaking bank drive-through for a Taco Bell. Oh. Who among us is that not happened to? You know, let's, uh, I've been disappointed to find out it wasn't a, a Taco Bell. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, was not, I was not driving intoxicated. <laughs> a, uh says, Spring Hill, Florida, a Tampa man was arrested on Wednesday afternoon for DUI after he reportedly mistook a bank drive through for Taco Bell. According to Hernando County Sheriff's Office, the manager of Bank of America on Mariner, Bo- Mariner Boulevard called to report an impaired driver after he found an unconscious man behind the wheel of a blue sedan in the bank's drive through lane. <laughs> the manager told deputies that after beating on the car's window for, quote, some time, he was able to wake up the driver. Upon waking, the driver asked the bank manager for a burrito. Of course. Before driving away after being informed that, sir, this isn't a Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> when deputies arrived... They found the blue sedan in the parking lot in a parking lot. The driver, Douglas Francisco, twenty-eight, was still in the driver's seat with the car running. The manager of the bank confirmed that Francisco was the same driver who he had called about. According to the arrest report, Francisco made several unusual statements. Boy, I would love to know what those statements yeah, were. <laughs> right. Yes, I would too. Deputies also noted that he had delayed reactions to their questions as well as slowed movements consistent with someone under the influence of prescription narcotics. Hmm. After Francisco failed a series of field sobriety exercises, he was placed under arrest. The arrest report states that he had oxycodone and Xanax on him, which both of which was prescribed to him. Oh. And he was transported to the Hernando County Jail on a $1,000 bond. Well. So, dude, you can't be can't be driving no. taking that stuff. No. Yeah, I mean, at least they were prescribed to him. Yes, you know. that's good to know. But that I feel like Xanax... And Oxy, um, that's a pretty bad combo. I'm not a pharmacist or anything, but yeah. uh, I've heard I've heard of people doing drugs before, and that seems like <laughs> a really bad thing, you know, <laughs> right. for people to do. So put together, you know, those about that like shut your system down. I feel like in a way, but it also will make you think of bank as a Taco Bell, <laughs> which really Taco Bell. I, f- I think they make most of their money off of people under the influence anyways. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's open late at night. And used to in Tuscaloosa, there wasn't a whole lot of late night choices. So if you were going to the Taco Bell after midnight, it mm-hmm. was the drive through was filled up with drunk people. Was, maybe banks should have Taco Bells. Hey, a bank Because Taco maybe Bell the, the Taco Bell rub off on the bank and they'll be open a little longer. Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, maybe go buy on a Saturday and make a deposit. And maybe it also, you bring in some, you know, higher, cl- yeah. you know, higher class clientele <laughs> pick up a mexi melt and <laughs> do your normal banking I, I like this idea yeah now, you i don't know when you were in our hometown there was a taco bell in the walmart 
in our. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I absolutely like, remember that. Came, I used to eat there every Sunday night. Me too. It was like the biggest news in the world. Like, for those who don't know, our hometown is <laughs> so small. Like, think of the smallest town you know and then reduce the size by about 20%. Right. And that's where we grew up. But we had a Walmart. Well, they still have a Walmart. But it's, and there was no, uh, there wasn't any real newspaper there because everybody knew what was going on right. from just talking to oh, other yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. You would, yes, yeah, you could not. Which that's a whole other story. Of one time, <laughs> I had a mole removed, and I went to a party, and I was at the party, and I was telling people that I had gotten stabbed <laughs> because the way they had sewn it up looked right. like a stab wound. And my mom calls the party while oh, I'm there. No. <laughs> Tells me to come home because the sheriff is there uh, wanting to question me about my stabbing. And so I hurry home and my mom is like, I gotcha, you know. But that shows you how fast news traveled. Like I was at a party of teenagers, you know. Like It wasn't like there were adults there. And somehow I still don't really, I'm not positive how my mom found out. Uh, but I was just goofing off, you know, and even trying to be <laughs> yeah. serious. But someone apparently thought I was being serious and told someone. And next thing you know, somebody calls my mom. And they're and, like, hey, what happened to yeah. John? Yeah, <laughs> I heard John got stabbed at the Hardee's in Winfield. Because that was a story I was telling. The Hardee's in Winfield. And I went to the hospital in Winfield and they sewed me up. And my, you know, <laughs> I was just being goofy. And, uh, oh, and awesome. my mom found out. And then like 45 minutes of me arriving at this party. So I ruined like my Saturday night because I was going there to talk to a girl. This is before my wife and I started dating, by the way. Oh, my goodness. And uh, and and she took me home. Yeah. Or I had to got, got a call at a party, which is kind of embarrassing if, yeah, you're, yeah. if you're at a party. And someone's like, hey, John, your mom's on the phone. Yeah. Like, oh, that crazy Aunt Linda. Yeah. That's not my mom. And then I have to leave, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And everybody's like, where are you going? Like, oh, you know, I'll get some gas in my car. I'll be back in a little while. You know? I'm going to 7-Eleven to get some smokes. <laughs> <laughs> we, a uh, whole other fit story. I'm sorry. You can edit all this out. But well, we used to, and I, I'm sorry, Mom. I know you're listening, and I was an innocent, sweet child growing up. But there used to be at the motel, the Journey's Inn, uh-huh. you could go in the back office and they had a cigarette vending machine, Uh-oh. you know, and we would ride our bikes down there with like <laughs> pocket full of change and, and sneak in the back door and buy cigarettes. And we were buying like Winston's and like, uh, well, it's like real long ones that ladies smoke. They're like thin. Oh, what are they called? Look, oh, I can't remember. Oh, Virginia Slims. Virginia Slims. we didn't know what we were, you know, we were like. 15 we didn't know what we we're doing it's tobacco and, and we're not supposed to have right, it. we're not so supposed to have it. it and then we go smoke and like get sick and everything and anyways Good small times. town life yeah Good we had a taco times. bell in our walmart that's <laughs> back to where that all led from had a taco bell in the walmart and it was big news you know we all ate there uh, <laughs> i'm sorry wow that went from Taco Bell to me lying about getting stabbed to buying smoking c- cigarettes. Cigarettes, yes, out of a vending machine, <laughs> which uh, were supposed to be like illegal. Yeah, in the 90s, I mean, like, yeah, they? I'm sure they were supposed to be. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Like, how do you even stock that thing? Fayette has its own laws. It really does. It's like its own world, <laughs> yeah. and people don't understand that. Like I used to tell people, like I we you know like, lived in Fayette and. Barry, which is another town in our county, was 18 miles away from us, and the yeah. people in Barry dressed differently and talked differently than the people in Fayette. You know, it was like pre-internet, you know, so there wasn't like all that sharing of all. Oh, you know, these shoes are cool or whatever. And I was always told never go to Barry oh. because there's nothing good in Barry. <laughs> well, my dad's from Barry. He's a graduate <laughs> of Barry High School, 
The last girl I dated before Deidre and I started dating was from Barry. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I spent a little time in Barry running around, <laughs> you know, being cool and talking to the ladies. And telling them what, what shoes were. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, you guys are wearing Nikes? We're on we're on the ASICS train in, <laughs> in uh, uh, yeah. you know. L.A. gear. You guys are wearing L.A. gear? You know, or whatever? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of, like, popular 90s brands. Oh, man. All right, moving along. Uh, In fact, I think let's do this one because I like this one better. Uh, Parking officers fired after trading pizza for free parking. This comes from Salt Lake City, which, like I said, is um, definitely... A definitely Salt Lake City Mormon story. How are you supposed to get free pizza? (laughs) Salt Lake City says it has fired four parking enforcement officers who took free pizza from a downtown pizzeria in exchange for not writing parking tickets for the owner and his employees. Huh. Yeah. KUTV reports that City Director of Public Service Lisa Schaefer says that the city investigated after one employee admitted to the scheme and fired him and three others. Um, One fired officer, Jeff Clegg, says that for two years, he and his colleagues would only give warnings to the owner and employees of Cecilia Pizza and would void parking tickets they received. Clegg estimates that the officers could have written three parking tickets a day for the pizzeria, meaning as much as $19,000 in fines weren't collected. Uh, of course, the, I thought this was standard practice. I thought, yeah, I mean, you know, I thought that's how you get out of your parking <laughs> tickets is if you've got something you can give them for free. Well, like I said, you know, like anywhere else in the world, it would be like give me cash or, right. or you know, like drugs that we're going to sell on the black market or whatever. <laughs> but only in Salt Lake City or like I would just do it for pizza. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to risk my job for pizza. Right. But, uh, of course, the owner of the pizzeria denies all of it. You know, like, oh, no, I, was, I, I didn't know anything this was going on. But to me, you know, like if you're an officer and you know the people work there and you go in, like I feel like that's being a good officer. And you go, hey, I know you guys are working here. Mm-hmm. And let's, uh, let's uh, you know, you're going to have to move your cars. I don't yeah. want to give you a ticket or whatever. I'm going to let you off. Right. And then the owner's and like, well, I'll hey, man. Like- Extra pepperoni. Yeah. A pe- the owner's like, I appreciate you being cool. Mm-hmm. Here's a piece of pepperoni pizza or whatever. And then you're like, well, now I'm coming back every day, and it's a cycle of everything else. So we are uh, – I don't know. I just feel like – There is some some guy in his little Coke bottle glasses and his little suit, <laughs> suit, and he's mad because of all those fines that didn't get paid. But right. this is yes. like no big deal. Right. I feel like – they, well, they were fired, weren't they? Yeah, and it also assumes that after they wrote the first tickets to them, the first three tickets that first day, that they would have kept on parking there for every day to get right. to 19000 I mean, you're really only missing out on, like, maybe <laughs> half of that at most, you know? So, yeah, either the dude who's, like, doing the accounting is like, hey, we're $19,000 short in the budget, or Miss Lisa Schaefer here. Um, is a little chubby and she's mad she didn't get it on the pizza game. <laughs> you know, she's got a little weight on her and she wanted some free pizza too. Pizza will get you mad like that. You know, like if you get a pizza at a party and you only get one slice and everybody else is coming back and getting seconds before you finish your first one, you that's, get angry. Why, that's why you take the pizza and you flip it over <laughs> on top of the one beside it and there make a go. little pizza sandwich. So you always get two that way. I like that. That's <laughs> yeah. good advice. You gotta, gotta use your head. <laughs> 
Well, uh, I'm going to do a story, and um, I tell you what, uh, I really wasn't sure if I even wanted to do this one or not. Yeah. Um, any uh, any kids that may be listening to this, you know, mom and dad, you may want to put them away because right. this, uh, this is a little, it, I mean, no one got hurt, but it is kind of scary. Uh, it says here, and this is from uh, the DenverChannel.com news, uh, the English man convicted for attempting to kill and eat a girl now lives in the United States. Okay, I'm comfortable with that. The Canterbury Cannibal, as he is known in England, uh, a sex offender who was convicted in England after he attempted to meet, kill, and eat a teenager, has moved to Blair, Nebraska. Dale Bowlinger, 62, has been taken to a county jail, according to the Washington County's Sheriff's Office. Residents in Blair have been concerned about the man who is known in England as the Canterbury Cannibal. Dale Bowlinger, 62, was convicted in 2014 in Canterbury, England, of attempting to meet a girl for, you know, doing bad things. Yeah. And after that, uh, he was going to try to consume her flesh. Wow. The sheriff and I have been closely involved with the Bowlinger situation, Washington County Attorney Scott Vandershaft said in a statement. We want to inform the citizens of Washington County and law enforcement that the county attorney's office knows the location of Mr. Bowlinger, and you can rest assured that he is not a threat to the community at this time. Hmm. To which I say baloney. <laughs> baloney, <laughs> <know>? Bowlinger. <laughs> this dude is out there. And you need to be aware because he has tried to kill and eat someone. Throughout the United Kingdom, newspapers like the Daily Mail and Kent Online painted a horrific picture of the crimes. Reports said Bowlinger tried to meet a 14-year-old girl to behead her, eat her, after allegedly spending hours on fetish websites and, get this, buying an axe on the day that he was supposed to meet her. Last week, he registered as a Nebraska sex offender and listed his address at a home near Blair. Sylvia Casper lives in the neighborhood and said she's worried about the safety of the kids she watches, which absolutely. Yeah, you should be. I would be too. This is a quote from her. It's making my heart race. It's scary considering I have a small daycare, or as Mr. Bollinger says, a buffet. (laughs) (laughs) And now I have to really watch the kids and keep the doors locked. Washington County Sheriff's Department is actively patrolling the area and have done one compliance check with Bowlinger. He was recently released by UK authorities and is a U.S. citizen. So, you know, maybe it's not such a bad thing that uh, citizens yeah. in wherever can deny someone residence, you yeah. know? No, yeah, right. I, f- I really wish this guy was somewhere other than well, Nebraska. If your nickname is the Canterbury Cannibal, yeah. like... You should get on some sort of list that prevents you from going anywhere, you know? Right. Like, Which, I don't know why he's not in jail. I mean, yeah. if he was convicted. Right. Yeah, and this right. was 2014. Like, what I are think? they doing over there? Yeah. Why is know. he out? The Canterbury Cannibal is my favorite of Chaucer's Canterbury Tales, by the way. <laughs> Literature joke out there for you. Oh, my <laughs> Literature goodness. heads. But, uh, yeah. Like, if he lived here, I feel like I would be okay because I'm a bit of a class cl- class clown. And, yeah. you know, uh, Cannibals don't eat comedians. You know why? Why? They taste funny. (laughs) (laughs) But to everybody else out there, uh, Mr. Dale Bowlinger, you may want to keep two eyes open and watch this guy. Yeah, Cornhuskers out in Nebraska. You you should have his picture up everywhere. 
Like, stay away from this dude. He will eat you. <laughs> and especially if you're a kid, which is even worse. I mean, like, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. Where do you? How do you get to that point? You got to have some serious mental problems. Yeah, which means yeah. he should probably, at the very least, be in a hospital yeah, somewhere. Right? Yeah, like in a mental. You know, hospital. back in the day, we used to lock up people like this. Yeah. Oh yeah, know, like and, shock their brain and do all kind of stuff. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, people who you know, there's plenty of people who who shouldn't be locked up, and it's probably good that we've you know become more accepting of, of yeah. certain people, like right. as what they would say back then, the dim-witted, which I would probably fall into yeah, that category too. if we I had that nowadays. Definitely been locked up. But uh, but some people, like the uh, the Canterbury cannibal, he probably, right. it would be nice if we could have him somewhere where he's uh, under constant lock and key yeah. and observation. And Look, I'm, you know, there's a big push to deport people, you know, now <laughs> that Trump's in yeah. office or whatever. Uh I'm all for sending this dude back. Yeah, maybe we should start with people like this. Yeah, like right. the dude out there, you know, paving your driveway. Maybe we should let yeah, him stay. He's a hard worker. He's a great guy. Yeah. Let's uh, lock up the cannibal people guys and send them back. trying to, you know, meet a 14-year-old girl for... Uh, yeah, and throw, he's bought an axe. And, and he's going to eat her after yeah. he does other things. I feel like an axe. I feel like there's more efficient tools you could use. I'm just, I mean, just playing through it in my mind. You're criticizing his, his, uh, yeah. I would go power saw, chainsaw at least, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It just seems like more efficient, quicker or whatever. That's what, uh, that's what Ash uses in the Evil Dead trilogy. That's right. And it was, it worked out for him. Shop smart. Shop S smart. (laughs) That's right. Yes. (laughs) Well, uh, do you have any more stories? Or the only other one I had, and okay. we're bumping up close to time. I was about to say we are a little um, bit over actually. Since we're in our children's tuning away <laughs> right. section, um, is a woman marries a ghost after getting fed up with dating humans. <gasps> <laughs> okay, uh, are you sick of humans? <laughs> uh, only your. F- are you sick of your romantic escapades only to end in the and uh, end in the inevitable crushing heartbreak? I'm sorry, people. I went to public school in Alabama, so <laughs> you have to bear with me while I read. Uh, so maybe you should follow Amanda Teague's lead by ditching living, breathing people and getting hitched to a ghost instead. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. She's must have had some really bad boyfriends. That's all I'll say. So did did she find him on like Tinder or Match.com? <laughs> she it says in some ways their relationship, the relationship between forty five year old Amanda and her husband Jack is fairly normal. After all, sounds they, normal. Yeah. Oh, they go on <laughs> dates together and sometimes have arguments, and they have a healthy sex life. Which, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> no, uh, they don't. But There's nothing about this that sounds healthy to me. The, uh, and they're married. That's, I mean, you know, there's the marital fruits of being married. So, right. uh, you know, I don't, I don't feel bad talking about this. Now, the fact that Jack died almost 300 years ago barely even affects their marriage at all. <laughs> barely? Yes. Barely even affects their marriage. <laughs> Amanda was a female Jack Spar- Sparrow impersonator. Uh, um, so, like, basically Penelope Cruz... And, uh, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't put her in that, you know, right. I mean, she's an, she's an okay, attractive lady, but, uh, but anyways, <laughs> she had five children with her ex-husband, uh, but said she's never been able to connect with anyone like her husband, Jack. Hmm. Uh, Amanda said that, uh, Jack was a Haitian pirate 
who told her he is black with jet black hair and is was executed for crimes in the 1700s. So she only knows what he looks like because he told her? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, how does she know he's telling the truth? I don't know he looks like me. I mean, if, if you know, <laughs> like if so I was single and I was trying to date someone, I would probably be telling him I was all kinds of stuff I wasn't. <laughs> what if you, you got catfished by a ghost from, <laughs> from the 1700s? Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I'm tall, and I'm, I'm black, I have lots of muscles, and yeah. <laughs> and he looks like me, he's like a dumpy old white dude, you know? <laughs> like, wasn't even a pirate, he like ran some kind of tavern or something. <laughs> he was like some old dude who probably died on the table. That's right, got scurvy, <laughs> died. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda's from uh, Northern Ireland, and she believes the pirate, their pirate connection, since she was a, a Jack Sparrow impersonator, is what brought them together, first as friends, uh, before she developed strong, loving feelings towards him. says, we became really close, and the more I learned about him, the more I liked him. And uh, one day he said to her, we could actually be together, you know, but I've never heard of an intimate relationship between a spirit and a human before. If a spirit tells you, you know, we can be together, Yeah, I'm expecting, like, him to try to kill me. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Uh, Amanda claimed that her family has been entirely supportive of the relationship um, which took the next which took the step uh, when Jack proposed took the next step when Jack proposed she said and she added because she has some morals about her right uh, that I wasn't really cool with having casual sex with a spirit and I wanted (laughs) us to make a proper commitment to each other so oh, no. I'm sure her father's proud, you know? Yeah. Uh, which, uh, the photo here, will you check that out? It was in linked in the show notes. Uh, goes to show you, even if you're marrying a spirit, the bridesmaids' dresses are still ugly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I said she wanted a big traditional wedding, and it was very important to a her. A big traditional wedding yes. for the... The, yeah. the ghost groom. Yeah, they got married in international waters where their union would be legal. I guess anything goes in international waters. It's so like, I can, like, you know... Yeah, marry a kraken if yeah. I sail out of the yes. international waters. I think it's totally cool. You can do whatever you want. Uh, and a boat that allowed their allowed 12 of their closest families and friends to be on board for the ceremony. They used a medium to allow Jack to say I do and used a skull Was and it Whoopi cro- Goldberg? <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe so. Patrick Swayze was in on this a long time ago. He was the best man. Yeah, right. Yes. He's a spirit now, too. Yeah. He could have been there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I am going to take this article and I am going to forward that straight to A and E in hopes that they will make a reality show <laughs> because I would watch this every Tuesday yeah. night. No, that is. I, I mean, say Amanda, you're something else, baby. I mean, like really, <laughs> you're out of this world. I don't want to get too mean, but if you can't find a human man and you got to get to into the ghost world. Uh, you may have some problems. Well, the apparently problem she was you. tired of humans. Well, that's so. what I'd say, too, if I couldn't find anybody to put up with me. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, not everybody. It's problems with everybody else, you know. You know, uh, I have a brother that's single. Maybe. Well, I don't want to go bust up a marriage, though, so shame <laughs> on me. No, I, don't I thought break you were going to say maybe there's a ghost out there for him. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. maybe yeah. Well, I was going to try to hook him up, but I don't want to break up a happy home. We so. can head down to Gulf Shores, rent a day charter, get out of international <laughs> waters, and Brad can marry up. Pirate ghost, too. You know, a female pirate ghost. Yeah. Well, oh, man. Good episode, I feel like. I feel like it, too. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for listening to our show, no matter where you are. Thank you so much for downloading. 
uh, it means so much to hear, uh, get these little notes of encouragement that uh, people actually care about the show, that they're actually listening. And we are very uh, thankful that we get to, you know, be in maybe just a little bitty you know, piece of y'all's life and maybe spread some positivity. Thank you so much. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. Keep listening. Keep telling people about us. Help us spread the word. Uh, post anything you want us to talk about in our Facebook group. Or you can email the show, yeah. uh, earthoddity at planetmail.net. That's right. We did get user feedback this week from my good friend Paul West. Huge shout out to Paul. We yeah. are absolutely going to do a story story of the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. And uh, I guess that's it. We'll catch you next week. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. All right. We're done. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.